Welcome, welcome all to another episode of your favorite podcast, Targo. Man, this is good to see your face. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, man. What are you drinking man. on this Thursday? Thirsty Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. I am drinking a Corona Seltzer Ida. Mmm. Mango. Mango. Nice. Shall we try it? Yeah, go for it. It's all right. Pretty, pretty mango. Right. Mango-y. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with uh, the uh, international break slash spring break theme we have going here. And I, too, have a seltzer for the first time on our show ever. Uh, I got Ranch Water Spicy Hard Seltzer. Nat- uh, natural lime juice and jalapeno flavors. I love spicy food. Don't know about spicy drinks. Unless it's a margarita. Let's see how this one is. That one sounds like heartburn in a can, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> I mean, I it, I would not recommend it for most. It's pretty spicy. Um, yeah. If it wasn't for how much I eat spicy food, this I probably would have heartburn. So, <sighs> Those are our brews. Let's get to some banter. In today's special international break edition of Brews and Banter. Welcome. Yeah, normally we do a preview of upcoming games this weekend, but yeah. international all international break. games, and I'll be honest with you, I don't I don't really I don't really care. There was one good game. What was the was it uh, uh oh yeah, on tomorrow it's France against the Netherlands in European qualifying. That's it. That's all I could find. Everything else is this new nations league and just a way to get players to have shorter careers <laughs> and play more games. So instead today we are going to talk about the draw for the champions league and Europa league and our predictions all the way to the final. Yep. See that was how done. many we can get wrong. That was right. done last Friday. We didn't talk about it on our last episode. So let's talk for about one it reason now. and one reason only. Because we wanted to cover it on a whole episode. Just kidding. Uh, We're also going to cover some of our hot takes, our opinions that may cause controversy. And what is fundamentally wrong with Tottenham Hotspur as a club? I know in our last episode I brought it up. But we both thought this is a topic that needed some more discussion. So let's get into it. We had our Champions League and Europa League quarterfinal draws. For the Champions League, these will be played April 11th and 12th through April 18th and 19th. First up, Inter against Benfica. I'm excited for this tie. I think this is two teams that if Inter plays the way I know they're capable of, it will be (laughs) a good tie. That's the big question, man. You never know what Inter team you're going to get. But you know what? Benfica team you're going to get because they've only lost one time in all competitions all season. Really? Yeah. You're not messing with me. I know I want to see that. I know they're killing it in uh, Portugal. Well, hot damn. They've lost once. (laughs) Fun fact. Coming at you. 
They didn't lose any other games in the Champions League? I don't think so, but I could be wrong. I'll be honest with you. Okay. Well, they've only lost one game in uh, Portugal. Yeah. Anyways, what inner team do we think is going to show up? I'm going to lose to Benfica because I'm going for them. (laughs) I agree. Uh, I think Benfica, uh, this might be a hot take as well, is one of the top three best teams in all of Europe. Hmm. Goncalo Ramos has been playing good. Rafa Silva and, you know, David Neres has been coming off the bench looking good. They're they're a fun squad to watch, let me tell you. All right. Next up, AC Milan against Napoli. This is an all-Italy tie. We almost had, you know, three Italian teams. I mean, it's the first time three Italian teams have been in the quarterfinal. For a long time, you know except they got put on the same side of the bracket. So, so I'm gonna almost no go matter off. what, we got <laughs> one Italian team in the semifinal. I kind of want to go off on a tangent there, though. Kay. So the way they do this drawing, do you think they should redraw after the quarterfinals? So that way you don't know which team you could be potentially playing in the semis? I mean, it would make it more interesting, but I they make a whole showcase out of this. Like, it's a... Watching it on TV, it's like an hour and a half long show. If you do a semifinal draw, I mean, that's eight teams total between the Champions League and the Europa League. That lasts like 20 minutes. I just don't like it, if I'm being honest. I, I don't like them being <clears throat> split into these two groups where you know who you can play. Yeah, but I mean, it. you don't know who you're going to play. You don't say you're not wrong, but I mean, you can see the road that you have. Well, I I will argue this. If they didn't do it this way, we wouldn't be able to pick who's going to win the whole thing. So, no, you're not wrong. I mean, you can still pick who you could win the whole thing, but you can't draw a map of how they're going to do it. No, you couldn't. So I would say you could do it on the semifinal road, though. Yeah, you could. Obviously, there's only two legs and one team after that. Anyway, anyway. AC Milan and Napoli. Yeah. Bro, Napoli. Napoli. <laughs> Come on. Especially the form it. AC Milan has been in. Yeah. I would be surprised if AC Milan scored a goal in the two legs. They might score one, but Napoli might get five. <laughs> yeah. In one game. Yeah. I, again, this is probably, in my opinion, the most like shoe in result out of all of these games. I think Napoli have way too much quality for AC Milan this season. All right. So then it goes to Benfica, Napoli. Yeah. Who do you have in that one? I wanted to pick Benfica, but I picked Napoli. So did I. I did as well. Napoli, I think, might make it to that Champions League final. I agree. All right. So the other side, we got Chelsea against Real Madrid. We got Courtois against his former team, Ancelotti against his former team. And Hazard? And Hazard. <laughs> I would say and Hazard, but he doesn't play. So he does not, not play really, at all. He'll be in the building. <clears throat> That's Maybe. it. Eating a cheeseburger. Maybe two. <laughs> no, it's London, man. It'll be that, those meat pies. You think he's going to travel all the way to London for that game? No, he'll stay in sunny Madrid. 
lay on the beach, enjoying a beer, maybe a cocktail, and some cheeseburgers. Which sounds awful. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, to the Um, real point, the game. Do you think Graham Potter and Chelsea's Potter ball have enough to get past Real Madrid? No. No, I don't. (laughs) Real Madrid and the Champions League, man, are a different beast. You know, in the Liga, they haven't been, I would say, up to par. Barcelona are kind of getting away from them. They beat them on the weekend in the El Clasico. Again, Real Madrid in, in Europe, I think, are a different animal. I mean, I agree. Their form in Europe definitely is much different than their form in La Liga. However, I think with the form of Chelsea of late, this one will be interesting. I'm going to be a lot closer than most people think. You mean Chelsea just drawing 2-2 to Everton? Yeah, but their previous three wins before that. And their... <laughs> I don't want to say demolishment of Borussia Dortmund, but they were definitely dominating in that game. Do you think Dortmund and Real Madrid are the same caliber team? No, but Dortmund's form was much better than Real Madrid. It was, yeah. Dortmund were in fantastic form. And Chelsea's form going into that game was absolutely atrocious. So, Yeah, don't get me wrong. I don't think Real Madrid are going to absolutely decimate Chelsea. I think this could be a little bit closer. Better question. Does Chelsea fare better than Liverpool did? Yeah. I think Chelsea are better defensively than Liverpool. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with that. Who do you have going through? I don't think I should ask, but I got to say it. Um, Chelsea, Real Madrid? Mm-hmm. Real Madrid. Yeah, same here. Real Madrid. I, I mean, Chelsea have quality. They haven't put it together yet. Real Madrid, different animal in Champions League, like you said. And I just, I don't think Chelsea have enough quality going forward to keep up with this Madrid team. So, I mean, they they have the quality. I don't think they use the quality. They don't play together. <laughs> yeah. All right. To the last one and the biggest draw and probably the most fun to watch, which everybody, I know everybody's looking forward to this one. Manchester City against Bayern Munich. Pep going back to Munich. It's going to be Ooh. fun to watch. Jao Cancelo going back. I was just about the- to say, man, Jao Cancelo. <laughs> I mean, he's not playing for either team, really. He's kind of sitting the bench for Bayern Munich right now, but who knows? Maybe he can make the difference coming off the bench. How do you see this going? This is going to be a fun game, man. I'm, I'm kind of glad this isn't a final, if I'm being honest. Well, yeah, you want to see this over two legs. Not we just get to one. watch this game twice. We get to watch them yeah. play each other twice. And I think, like I've told you, finals are always a little cagey. No team wants to lose it. Whereas quarter and semifinals are a little bit more open, so you get more goals, a little bit more action. But I pick City to win the whole thing, man. So you're going with City. I have to, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, as the team that probably knows Erling Holland the best... Bayern Munich are no slouch. They are fantastic going forward. Manchester City have not been good on defense, but neither has Bayern Munich. I think this is going to be a goal fest. I'll be honest with you. I think the aggregate over the ties will be like 10, 11, 12 goals. You think so, huh? I do. I was thinking more like 
Maybe combined over the two ties, not in one game. <clears throat> I think it would be closer to eight goals over the two ties. Uh, but I do think Bayern Munich have enough quality to get through. Champions League has not been friendly to Pep Guardiola for Manchester City. And I think Bayern Munich make it through. I will say, I think I saw something that Erling Holland has never been on the winning side when he's played Bayern Munich. That's a good stat. And, For you. Uh, I I don't think they lose both legs. I don't. But with the first leg in Manchester, I think going to the Allianz Arena for the second leg could be problematic for Manchester City. However, recent form of Manchester City, it's scary for Bayern Munich. And I kind of guess that's where I think also Man City could win it. It's like you said, Bayern Munich, man, have been leaking in goals, like to Augsburg, to Leverkusen. But they didn't let in, they only let in, what, one? No goals. No goals. No goals to PSG. But still, this is a Man City team drilled by Pep Guardiola. And you got Erling Holland, man, who's scoring goals for fun. Yeah. Especially against German teams. Five already. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one game, nonetheless. So I'm, I'm going to go with Man City over Bayern Munich on that one. So in the semifinal, I got Man City <laughs> and Real Madrid against Real Madrid. That is tasty, my friend. That is a good. A good affair, yeah. I and I like I said, I picked Man City to win the whole thing, so I have in the final Man City Napoli. Okay, well, <clears throat> because I picked the same as you for one side in Benfica and Napoli, I also think Napoli is going to win. There's something about this Napoli squad that is just exciting, fun to watch. They score, go- score, score goals for fun. I can't talk, uh, and I just, I know Benfica is really, really good. They deserve to be in a semifinal. I just think Napoli are that much better. And in my other semifinal, I have Real Madrid and Bayern Munich. The perennial clash that seems to happen every single (laughs) year. I think Bayern Munich get the better of Real Madrid this time. I do. And your scenario this season in Europe, man. In your scenario, I think I would pick Bayern Munich as well. So we both have Real Madrid losing in the semifinals either way. So those semifinals are played May 9th and 10th and May 16th and 17th. The final not played until June 10th. Damn, so late. That's like when a World Cup usually is a couple games in. Usually it's like sometime in May. Yeah, it's usually end of May. The Premier League ends, uh, I think, almost three weeks before that. <laughs> so, with the FA Cup the weekend after the Premier League ends. So, I guess that would make sense. Anyways, Manchester City against Napoli. Targo, the Pretty much the game everyone's wanted to see all season. It happens in the Champions League final on the biggest stage. 
I assume I know who you're going to pick because you picked them to win the whole thing. Is it I bad? I picked, them, I picked them to win the whole thing, but I don't want them to win. <laughs> <clears throat> I want the yeah, yeah, Tory curse to continue. Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's Man City, man. So I guess I got to stick by him. All right. Well, I had Bayern Munich at Napoli. I think that'll be a fantastic game. And unlike you, my team is already out, so I can pick whoever I want. (laughs) I'm a big Napoli to win the whole thing and honor Maradona in the final. It's only fitting. Win this area uh, probably in the next couple of weeks. (laughs) Officially. And then June 10th, win the Champions League final as the underdogs to win it all. I don't know. I don't know. Are they underdogs? I would say they're one of the hottest. At the teams beginning of the season, I don't think anyone would have picked them oh, to win no, not the, the Champions League title. So, so that's the that's Champions my pick. League. That's Targo's pick: Manchester City or Napoli. Out of all these teams, who do you guys think is going to win? Let us know. Down in the comments, make sure you like, subscribe, hit the bell notification button, join in on the discussion on Facebook. Yeah, let us know. So let's get on to Europa League, which this, we did not pick the same for almost everything. (laughs) So played April 13th and April 20th, the quarterfinals, first and second legs. We got one first, similar. One well, team. First <laughs> two teams, Manchester United and Sevilla. This one's going to be good. The first game is at Old Trafford. Otherwise, I would say uh, a different team. I thought you picked Sevilla to be your second team, man, to win it when Arsenal went out. I did. However, you've seen the way they've been playing, huh? seen the way they play at home and the way they play away. And the way they play away versus how Manchester United play at home, they don't stand any chance. Not a chance in hell. So you went with Manchester United over Sevilla. With Manchester United. I think Sevilla wins the second leg, but I think Manchester United puts it far outside of what Sevilla can do in the second leg. Maybe similar to that Real Betis? Yeah, yeah. Game in the Europa League? Well, I also picked Man United to beat Sevilla. And then after that, who do we have? Juve, Juventus versus Sporting Lisbon. Sporting, which might be one of the ties of the round. I'll be honest with you. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Juve's red hot right now. Sporting coming off knocking out favorites Arsenal out of the tournament. Sporting looked really good, in my opinion. Are they going to knock out Arsenal? They for sure can knock out Juventus. What do you think is going to happen? I think Juve will go through. Wow. Why? Those Italian teams are different than those English teams, man. Those Italian teams are built on defense. This is true. But Juve's not been great going forward. How so? They, I mean, they don't score a ton of goals. You only need one. That's true. I think Sporting's going to go through, however. 
They handled they Freiburg had... and put three goals past them. Yeah. This is an Arsenal team we're talking about. That Sporting led in three goals from, which arguably is one of the best attacking teams in all of Europe in Arsenal. Um, sporting, to me, just the way they play, how they go from defense to attack within a split second, their runs behind, their interchange through midfield. I mean, I just think they're going to cause Juventus all sorts of problems, and I think they go through on this one. It'll definitely be a fun game, but I think Juve have the edge. Experience. We'll see. So, on that side of the bracket, you have Manchester United and Juventus winning. And what historically would be two of the best teams in all of Europe playing. How the mighty have fallen. (laughs) Yeah. This time it's happening in Europa League. Manchester United's already beat Barcelona. Do you think they're going to beat Juventus? No. Wow. Because here's what I think. I think Juve don't make it into the Champions League after their 15-point deduction. So I have them, spoiler, going to the final and winning the Europa League to then get into the Champions League. Okay. Okay. That is a bold statement. That's what I'm going with. Okay. Then uh, who do you have winning the other leg, I guess? Oh, wait. We got to get to the other leg. Yep. (laughs) I picked Man United and Sporting. Yeah, Man United, Juve, and of course I picked Juve. Yeah. I picked Sporting to beat Manchester United. You're flying high on sporting here after they am, beat Arsenal, man. huh? I am. They look impressive. And I think the way that they play will cause Manchester United a lot of problems. So I think they will make it to the final. All right. Other side of the bracket. This is All where right. the fun starts. Bayern Leverkusen against Union saint don't know what Bayer Leverkusen side you're going to get, but they have been playing good in Europe. USG has been on fire and been the, probably the surprise outfit in the Europa League this season. Yeah, I would say so. Who do you think is going to win? Bayer Leverkusen. Why? I think they have quality players on that team. We just saw them beat Bayern Munich. Yeah. They handled... Whoever it was, they played last, Farron Rajos or something. Farron Rajos. Farros, they handled them quite comfortably, 4-0. Like I, like I said, they got their, their players humming right now. They're in good form. Okay. I picked the Belgian side, USG. Union St. Joas. They, man, they look good going forward. They're surprising people. It's the beauty of cup tournaments, man. I think by Leverkusen... Have been inconsistent this season. Maybe not so much in Europe, but definitely in the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. At their best, they can beat anybody, and at their worst, they can lose to anybody. I just think USG is fantastic this season, so I'm gonna pick them to win. Interesting. Yeah. Next up, Feyenoord against AS Roma. This one should be interesting. Feyenoord were super impressive against Shakhtar. 
<clears throat> Roma, you know, they got it done in the first leg against Real Sociedad with two goals, and then Josie Mourinho parked the bus. But they didn't look terrible against, you know, a good Real Sociedad team. And so I'm going to go with Roma. Okay. Over Feyenoord. Roma, for me, I think if they if they win the first leg, then they probably win the whole th- Like, they win that like, leg, two yeah. ties. Because they'll... Jose Mourinho football. I just there's something about this Feyenoord team, especially watching them beat Ajax three to two on the weekend. They look good, especially going forward. I'm gonna have to go with Feyenoord in this one. So you got Leverkusen and Roma. Semifinal. You think which team is going to win? Leverkusen. Leverkusen. I'm going with Leverkusen, man. Florian Vert's coming back here the past couple weeks. I think it's been a game changer <clears throat> for them. Musa Diaby against Bayern Munich looked exciting. A willing runner. They got quick players on that team. So I'm going with Leverkusen. Okay. I got... Union saint Joas and Feyenoord in the semifinal. I'm high on this USG team, man. I'm picking them to go all the way. <laughs> you think so? I think you're I think you're a little crazy there, bud. I'm, I'm not going to lie. You're picking them to go to the final? Well, one... Like, don't get I'm, me wrong. They played well against a Union Berlin team that did not look very good. No, you're right. But, no, man. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think they will at all. It's only one way to find out. I don't man. think they'll beat Bayer Leverkusen. Only one way to find out when <laughs> it actually happens or doesn't, you know, either way. <clears throat> so you got Bayer Leverkusen against Juventus in the final. You said Juventus is going to win it, qualify yep. the Champions League. Bayer Leverkusen, they beat one Italian team, but two, it's just too much for them. I think Juve, then you see the quality of Angel Di Maria, Dusan Vladovic, Federico Chiesa. Adrian Rabio. I guess a better question is, do you think Paul Pogba will actually play in this game? <laughs> <laughs> a betting man would say no, because he's only played been in one, what, one appearance one, all season? One appearance since signing for them, yes. One substitution appearance is all he's had before he gets injured again? Yeah. He could be a huge boost if he is fit by these games. 100%. And is definitely a difference maker kind of player. But yeah, if he's, we'll see if he's not injured. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got Union St. Joas against Sporting Lisbon in the final. I'm picking Sporting Lisbon. I think you just pick them because they beat Arsenal. No. No, I'm picking them because they impressed me. Okay. You should watch them in their leagues. They aren't impressing there. They're in second place. Ahead of Porto. How many points behind Benfica? Uh, Benfica's lost one game all season. There's a reason why they're in the Champions League. And Sporting's <laughs> in the Europa League, okay? Bro, Sporting are in fourth, just FYI. Oh, well, I got that wrong. Yeah, you did. I had to look it up because I didn't think they were in second. Yeah. They're eight points off of second. Okay. Which well, is Porto. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um... Want to rethink I, your final there, bud? 
Yeah. No. No. I said it. It's in writing. Or at least recorded. So. I'm not going to change my answers, but let us know how wrong yeah. you think I'm going to be. <laughs> let uh, this guy know how, how right wrong he Targo is on these picks. Because <laughs> I just wanted to be different, or did I actually believe my choices? Let us know. You should believe them. I do believe my choices. A betting man would probably say that I wanted to be different. You are a different, man. Look at that hat you're wearing. Yep, I am different. <laughs> I, I mean, I was wishing it was nice out. Okay. Like eighties, but it's not. So anyways, speaking of controversial opinions, <laughs> let's do some hot takes, man. All right. Hot takes. What, what are some of the opinions that you have that most people will think you're crazy? <laughs> let's go with, uh, I don't know. Give me, give me a uh, two. Two? Okay. So my first one, I think that Virgil van Dyke is overrated. Really? I do. Especially this season, man. I know, like, I, for example, I picked him in some combined 11 teams here, like I did with Liverpool and Real Madrid. I had mentioned I almost picked him off of his history. Yeah. And so I kind of started thinking about that more. You know, Virgil van Dyke. And I came to the conclusion that he's overrated. I think he was only looked so good the past few seasons because he had a good midfield in front of him. He had an okay. informed Fabinho, Henderson, and Wijnaldum. And this season, <clears throat> Fabinho's in terrible form. You can really see Henderson's age. Wijnaldum's now, playing in Turkey. Now he's in Rome. He's Is at he? Roma. Okay. You have Besicic, young kid, coming through. I mean... Like, Liverpool against Real Madrid in the second leg, they played Cody Gagpo in midfield. <laughs> they brought him down in the midfield. And I, yeah, I think that's exposing that Liverpool defense. You know, Trent Alexander-Arnold also being exposed quite a bit. But I think it's also exposing Virgil van Dijk. And I don't think he's he hasn't looked good at all this year, that's for sure. Yeah. I and, some might argue last year he didn't look great. I mean, but don't get me wrong. Not as bad as this year. No, I mean Liverpool. Yeah, they've won the <laughs> Premier League with them. They won a Champions League with them. But again, I think you got to give it to that offense and just the overall quality of the team that was around them. Yeah, and I, I mean, think I this year your, I see your argument getting exposed. Right? He looks lazy this year. Like maybe it went to his head. The success, you know, I I don't know. Could be age. He's not that old though. He's what thirty one, I think. Is he? I don't think he's that old. Oh, he is 31. So it could be, you know, he hit 30 and maybe we're seeing the decline of Virgil van Dyke. But I think he's overrated. He's been thrown around there as the best defender in the Premier League ever. No, I don't think he's in that conversation at all. I think whoever said that needs to rethink their uh, how they see football. I also don't think he's had the type of quality forwards like we've seen in the past going against. Can you imagine a DDA Drogba going up against Virgil van Dyke? No, because he'd end his career. And that's what I'm saying. He's overrated. 
Yeah. I mean, who's he go? Who's he gone up against? Realistically, Holland, Jesus, Aguero, Harry Kane, Kane. Okay. I mean, if you look at Champions League, you can maybe throw in Messi, Lewandowski, Benzema, but still, Benzema. Benzema essentially made him look like an average defender. So that's what I'm saying. He's an average defender. That's a like 37 year old Benzema. (laughs) Just saying. And so that's what I'm saying. Virgil Van Dyke is overrated. That's my hot take. Okay. I mean, I I see I see where you're coming from again. It's easy to be a good defender when your team has 70 percent possession, right? Like they had. Previous seasons, it's easy to be considered a great defender when teams don't get the ball to your defense because your pressing is so intense. You mean when your midfield is pressing? <laughs> yeah, like the whole team, the pressing from forward midfield. <clears throat> it's easy to be considered a great center back when your team's on the attack all the time. When you're not on attack all the time and you're having to defend more is generally when you would get exposed. And you know what? I have to agree with you on this one. I think really Van Dyke with the way Liverpool have been playing this season. I changed your mind, huh? I convinced you. It was a good argument. I mean, I was teetering on the fence. I never thought that he's up near the top of best premier league center backs of all time. No, not even close. I've definitely heard that argument out there, though, and I just want to shut that one down right I'd away. probably pick 10 better than him. Um, don't get me wrong. At Liverpool, probably what? When the, the they won the league? That was what, 1920? 19-20 season, and then they won the Champions League in 2019. Yeah, so the Champions League year, he was great. They had two good years. But <laughs> he was also in his mid-late 20s. His prime. His prime. He was great in the year they won the league. But that's also the COVID year where there are no fans. Fans make a huge difference. So, mm, what do you guys think? Let us know. Let me think. Yeah, you think Virgil van Dyke is overrated? Yeah. Let me know. I'm interested to see the responses on this one. All right, Targo. What's your what's one of your hot takes? Okay. Uh, this one's going to be really controversial. The more and more I look at it, the more and more it makes sense. <laughs> Erling Holland will be considered a better striker than Cristiano Ronaldo by the time his career is over. Really? You think so? I think so. Uh, let's just go over some stats, right? I mean, at this age, Erling Holland's 22. He's already considered one of the best strikers in the world. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo wasn't quite playing striker yet. He was playing for Manchester United. He's on the wing. He was phenomenal, but he didn't score as many goals. I have a question, though, for you. So when you say a, you said a better striker? Yes. Goal scorer. A better goal scorer. Yes. So do trophies in this count? No. No, no just, just 
Just purely goals. Goals. Okay. Yeah. I don't think Erling Holland will win anywhere near as many trophies as Cristiano Ronaldo did. I'm going to throw that out there right now. It's Cristiano Ronaldo is one of the all-time greats, as much as I dislike his attitude on the field. He is a great in the game. And it, I don't think there will be many like him ever again. But I think Erling Holland will eventually be better. So, age 22, Erling Holland in 242 games has scored 198 goals. Very impressive. Ronaldo at age 22 had 60. No, By the time difference. he got to 198 goals, he was 25 years old. It's three more years. Ronaldo technically, one would say, didn't hit his peak until he was 30. Because he scored more goals after 30 than he did before 30. However... Man, peak, peak Ronaldo, though, at Real Madrid. Yes. I'm getting there. Ugh. Yeah, peak Ronaldo at Real Madrid was something else. The battles between him and Messi were probably what you would call once in a lifetime. I don't think, I don't know if that'll ever happen again. So this is a little bit of a sidebar, but like honestly watching that El Clasico this last weekend, it just didn't have that same intensity or fire back when the Ronaldo Messi era. Yeah. ESPN came out with a great article of where El Clasico will be in five years. I thought it was very interesting. So Hmm. if you guys get along to reading that sidebar, let us know what you think. But before we spend too much time on that instead of the real topic. Yeah. I I just had to mention that. Sorry. No, I agree. Uh, So yeah, Ronaldo didn't hit 198 goals till he was 25. He was playing for Real Madrid at the time. Erling Holland is 22 years old. We're calling him a robot that always is in the right spot at the right time. Always. He's 22. If he was to do this same, I guess, the same pace of goals, so 200 goals every, what, four years-ish? And he's only going to get better, so let's call it three. By the time he's 35, he'll have 300 goals? Is that what you said? What? That's That's a lot of goals, bud. 200 goals every three years? I mean, he's only been playing top-level football for four years. And I, I, Still, though, I mean, so I, I'm going to come out and say it. I disagree with you on this well, one, I hot know. take. I know. 100%. It's a hot take. So, like, I do know Holland will have to score 42 goals a season for the next 13 years to break Ronaldo's record yeah. of goals scored. I. I think he will, but I think he doesn't have to do it for 13 years because he's going to score way more than that every single year. I mean, he's at 42 goals right now, this season, and there's still 10 games left plus Champions League plus FA Cup. I hear you. He's having an amazing season. I I won't deny that. I would say by his standards, he's not having a great season with the amount of chances he gets. But to do that for that long, that to be that consistent, that's going to be tough. I think if he goes to La Liga, he's going to score an obscene amount of goals every single season. I definitely think he can keep this 40-goal pace for, you know, honestly, I'd be even, I'd say maybe eight years even. 
But I mean, and then Ronaldo's still playing, scoring goals in Saudi Arabia, man. Yeah. <clears throat> Erling Holland probably will play until he's forty, since he has the same regimen that Ronaldo has. He'll go play in the MLS probably. We'll see. I, so he could, barring he could. any injuries. But as you and I both know, you can be the best young talent. And if you get injuries, it can definitely derail a career. Yeah, I mean, you're one blowout of your knee away from never being the same person ever again. I get it. but And so that's where, I, man, for that long of a time, I don't think so. And just yeah. the type of players they are. Ronaldo created goals. Does Holland really create goals? Does Did Ronaldo really create that many goals, though? I mean, throwing bicycle kicks out of nowhere in Champions League quarterfinals, semifinals. Yeah, but that's scoring goals. I, I don't think Ronaldo will ever be known for the amount of assists he has. No, I, I wouldn't say that, but I would say Re- Ronaldo created his own goals, beating oh, players, cutting in. Yeah. I don't see Holland doing that, especially not now at Man City. Well, he doesn't have to, right? He did a little bit at Dortmund. But he did a little bit at Dortmund, and here's what I would say: to at Manchester City, he's surrounded by some of the best players in the world. And so, what happens when those Manchester City players go through a dry spell? You, I mean, you've seen it already this season in games. If maybe a De Bruyne or Bernardo Silva aren't having the best game, Holland doesn't have chances. Yeah, he saw it against. I mean, we've seen it in some of these draws that they've had. Yeah, I mean, I think. That he can do it. I personally think by the end of it, he will have done it. But okay. Well, I also I think, don't. I also don't think he plays in the Premier League very long. I think that is definitely a hot take. Is one I disagree with, and so I'm, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to think. Yeah, let us know. It's a hot take, and I get a lot. I probably will get a lot of flack for it. I'll be honest, but that's why I have. <laughs> so let's get to your second one. Tardell. My second one is definitely a little bit more controversial, I think. So my second hot take is I think Arsenal will win the Champions League before PSG. Okay. Okay. And here's why. Okay. So Arsenal, just for a little bit of history, the last time they were in the Champions League, it's been some years. It was the 2016-17 season. Obviously, this year we saw PSG in the Champions League get knocked out by Bayern Munich in the round of 16, where they seem to like to go out. Is that round of 16? They do have a final appearance, PSG. When was that? 2020? Where, again, they also lost to Bayern Munich. Arsenal also have a Champions League final appearance a little bit longer ago, back in 2006, where they lost to a Barcelona team. But here's why I think Arsenal will win the Champions League final before PSG, unless unless PSG makes some very dramatic changes in their club. I think their whole recruitment of buying these superstars and trying to put them together into almost a air quote, Galactico, squad is not going to do him any favors. I think we're kind of seeing it now. We saw it on the weekend. They lost to, was it Ren? Stad Ren? Mm-hmm. 
versus Arsenal, they are kind of going through a more youthful approach. And I also think it's because of Mikel Arteta, the coach for Arsenal, his vision, the way he wants his team to play. I feel like PSG don't hang on to a coach long enough for something like that to happen. And it also kind of goes back to be because they are buying all these big name superstars. It's hard to build that culture and to, you know, it's basically a culture, that club feel. They buy superstars, they don't build them. Yeah, exactly. They're buying superstars instead of building superstars. That's a fantastic point. Yeah. And again, I, I, unless PSG honestly go and get a Pep Guardiola type coach and he has his time to get the players he wants. I don't see PSG winning the champions league anytime soon. I mean, do you, do you really think PSG stand a chance of getting Pep Guardiola? No, no, no. but they would need Damn a it. coach of that caliber to get them anywhere close to it. I mean, like I said, they've been close. They got to a final mm-hmm. a few years ago, but the way that club is run, I don't see it happening. I know that's their big goal is to win the Champions League, but then it's also difficult when you're in Liga, not playing against the highest competition. Yeah. Whereas Arsenal has to play the likes of Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester United, Man City, Tottenham. You know, the competition, I would say, is higher in the Premier League than it is in Liga. And I think well, that can also come back to bite PSG. I mean, I think probably most of the teams in the Premier League could win a league title in Liga, barring, you know, a, a few. But that's my opinion. <clears throat> I So, yeah, that's, that's I my other hot take. I don't necessarily agree with you, but I also don't disagree with you. I don't think PSG will win under the current structure. Will come anywhere near winning a Champions League. I know they came close in nineteen and twenty, but you, I mean, yeah, like you said, you see the cracks now. The way they build teams, they buy them. It doesn't work. Yes, you are correct. If they don't get a manager of the quality of Pep Guardiola or. I don't know, Carlo Ancelotti. I don't think Jose Mourinho would do much there either. But, I mean, like, who is there? That is that quality of coach. It's not not a big list. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't think they get a coach like that. They, yeah, like you said, they don't keep coaches longer than, what, three years max? I was going to say two. But, yeah, two. Not maybe one. I don't even know if their current coach was it Gautier. Yeah, stays after this season. Um, but I also, on the other hand, with the way the Champions League is and the way Arsenal are in tournament play, I don't know if I see Arsenal winning the Champions League either. Yes, I would love to see it, but I don't see that happening either. So you won't be wrong, but I don't think either one wins the Champions League anytime soon. Yes, Arsenal might be more likely, but I, I yeah, I don't see either one. I think with the young talent they have coming up with Kyle Saka, 
Gabriel Martinelli, Martin Odegaard. I mean, Bukayo Saka, I'll, I'll focus on him, man. This kid's already a superstar. And he's 20? 20? 21, 20, 21. 21. I think he just turned 21 not long ago. So, yeah, imagine what he's going to be like in four or five years. Yeah. The he, the potential there is ginormous. He can be huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, same with Gabriel Martinelli. Same with Martin Odegaard. I mean, we've seen it this year. People have been saying it for years. He just needed the right environment. I mean, that's the average age of that squad, yes. It's the second youngest squad, I think, in the Premier League. Is it second, second or first? I think it's second average age in the Premier League. I know last year they were first youngest. Um, I just, yeah, I don't. There, the potential is there, but I don't. I don't think they really. I don't think they win it with the likes of Barcelona coming up. The way Real Madrid always is. Bayern Barcelona Munich. going out in the Europa League playoff. I said the way that they're coming up. <laughs> I did not say this season. You mean how they need to shave two hundred million off their wage or off their wages? Yeah, I mean they have a lot of dead wood that does not play. Honestly, the biggest competitions I see in the Champions League: Bayern Munich, right now, Man City, Real Madrid. Yeah. I mean, if Napoli can keep their players, if Napoli can Napoli. continue the way they're going. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's difficult for me to say, yes, Arsenal will win a Champions League. I think they win a couple more league titles, yeah. Champions League's a whole other beast. So let us know what you guys think. It should be interesting. All right. My second hot take uh, is going to be completely biased. <laughs> We my my second one was a little biased. As an too. Arsenal fan, I can't stand a particular team with the logo of a chicken. But everyone calls them a so-called top big six big club. I don't think they are. They haven't won a trophy since 2008. That was the League Cup. They have never won a Premier League trophy. They haven't won a FA Cup this century, and they are just snowballing right now. I think Blackburn, Aston Villa, and Leicester City are all bigger clubs than Tottenham Hotspur. Hmm. I said it. Spurs have 17 trophies. Aston Villa have 20. Bigger club. More history. Blackburn and Leicester City have won the Premier League. Tottenham Hotspur has not. So I guess I'll argue here then for Tottenham. (laughs) So do you know how many trophies Blackburn and Leicester have then? You said Spurs have 17? Yes. One second. Because, I mean, you're arguing for Blackburn... Blackburn even in the Premier League. have 10. Leicester and they're not City even in the five. Premier League. Yeah. Leicester have five yeah. trophies. And so then I guess if you're going to go by that logic, if Spurs aren't as big as those teams, then you should agree that Chelsea are a bigger team than Arsenal. No. Even though they have less trophies, but they've won more trophies lately. 
including Champions Leagues? No, I don't. Well, then your reason for Spurs being bigger than those teams or smaller than those teams is wrong. <laughs> By that logic. Yes, Arsenal of late <clears throat> haven't won the same amount of trophies as Chelsea. But they have more. They have seven more trophies than Chelsea. So then you should agree that Tottenham are bigger than Blackburn and Leicester. But they've never, Tottenham's never won the Premier League. Both Arsenal's Chelsea never and won Arsenal the Champions League. Yes. Arsenal's never won the Champions League. So, there's Tottenham. So, but Tottenham, so I'm just using your argument. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I would say Chelsea are bigger than Arsenal if you're saying Spurs are smaller than Blackburn and Leicester. Okay. By that maybe logic. I, maybe I uh, used my bias a little too far on those two. <laughs> I but caught you, Aston didn't I? Villa is a bigger, I caught you. <laughs> Aston Villa I didn't say is a bigger, Aston Villa, though. You know, so I did not say that. Tottenham Hotspur, yes. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say Newcastle, but they haven't won a Premier League. They have 11 trophies. Fan base is bigger, yes. What about West Ham? Uh, West Ham. Oh, boy. I I'd be curious. Four trophies. Ah. Um, they're all FA Cups. Three FA Cups, one Cup Winners Cup. Yeah. So. I would argue maybe even Nottingham Forest. I thought so, too. They got nine trophies, but they won the Champions League twice. Yeah. So. I was going to argue that as well. Aston Villa was my big one. Uh, Manchester City of 123, but everybody else on that list is the big, big five. Yeah. But yeah, Aston Villa, bigger team than Tottenham Hotspur. I would agree with that one. I wouldn't agree with your Lester Blackburn statement. Yeah. Well, you caught me out on that one. Sorry, man. Sorry to point the flaws in your argument. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> That's why we do these things. Yeah. However, Aston Villa, yes. Bigger team, Tottenham Hotspur. And all Spurs fans will probably argue with me on that. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Spurs, man. What's yeah, going let's on there? Let's talk about Spurs. In wake of Antonio Conte's seething comments on the players, culture, and ownership of Tottenham Hotspur, it really does beg the question, what is wrong with Tottenham Hotspur? A lot right now. <laughs> well, let, let's go with the facts, right? Okay. Last so they time think- they won a trophy was 2008. was the League Cup. They have never won a Premier League title. Um, their owner doesn't like to spend a bunch of money and their so-called greatest coach of all time didn't win anything. Got him to a Champions League final, yeah, Mauricio Pochettino. Pochettino, yes. And they've Um, had some fantastic players come through Tottenham. And they deserve, some of those players deserve to win trophies. I mean, mean, right now, Harry Kane, Christian Eriksen. Since leaving. Gareth Bale, Luka Gareth Modric. Gareth Bale won a ton of trophies once leaving. Harry Kane looks impending that he's going to leave. Um, Young know, Son, fantastic. I was Hugo honestly Lloris. surprised he never got picked up. Hugo Lloris in his prime, fantastic. 
Tottenham's always hovered around the top four. I mean, Jose Mourinho got them to second. No, Pochettino got them to second. I apologize. Um, what year was that? 2016-17. Honestly, the year they should have won the league was the year Leicester won it. They were right there yeah. behind Leicester most of the time. And then I remember it was a game against Chelsea that they beat Tottenham. And I think Tottenham also lost the last last game of the season and Arsenal won it. So Arsenal actually jumped ahead of them in a second. But that was the year, I think, for both Tottenham and Arsenal. Yeah. That they that Man won. City, that, I think that was Pep's first year in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he was still kind of getting used to it. And yeah. I mean, so what's what's wrong with Tottenham? What can they do? What would be my advice to them to get them winning trophies? How about competing? let's start let's start with what is wrong before we get into fixing it. Well, I mean, what is wrong? It's going to be a lot, man. It's going to be it's going to come down from the owner to the way he kind of runs the club, I think. Yeah, Daniel Levy is in my opinion the wrong owner for them. Like they, I don't know why he still wants to be the owner there. They haven't won anything. Yeah, they have a new stadium. But that's I mean, about he's it. He's making money. I guess what does he care? Yeah, I guess so. Gareth Bale for loads of money. Luka Modric yeah. for loads of money. About to sell Harry Kane for loads of money. I, yeah. I, I. It starts with the owner. You're right. I mean, if you look at... Yeah, it starts with him. I think it creates a toxic environment for whatever coach they bring in. I mean, you look at Jose Mourinho, you look at Antonio Conte. These are serial winners, man. They've won trophies at most places they go. Yeah. I mean, Jose Mourinho last year won with Roma that, what is it, that Conference Cup thing conference, in Europe? Yeah, European Conference League. Yeah, he won that. I mean, it's something. Yeah, I mean. And so that, that's, I guess it's, I, I don't know if it has to do with the owner or what. I'm guessing it kind of does because it's been their whole history since he's been there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it starts with the two years. I mean, the Glazers have owned Manchester United and they've been the same way for as long as I can remember. And they still win things, win trophies. I mean, they've drove that club into a billion dollars. I don't think think it's as bad as Daniel Levy. Okay. I was trying to play devil's advocate. I don't think the Glaciers are that involved in the club. Yeah. I guess one could argue the Cronkies at Arsenal up until recently. Yeah. But they still won trophies. They, yeah, they got an Arteta got an FA Cup. I mean, you saw Jose Mourinho. He got on a Europa League, Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Obviously... I think all Manchester United's downfall started when Sir Alex Ferguson left. That was the big one. Well, yeah. It's hard to replace a manager of that quality. I mean, look how long it took Arsenal to get back to where Arsene Wenger had them. Yeah. At one point. So, my my opinion on this is more of a... I'm going to hit on the fact that they consider themselves a big club and try to act like it, but have nothing to back it up. So they have this giant ego, but they don't have the quality to back it up. 
Yes, it comes from the owner, and I agree. That 100% is the biggest problem. Well, because then how do you get quality? Got to spend some money. Yeah. <laughs> or on a bring youth coach? talent through, but again, you got to spend money on your youth system to be able to get there. So, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, think about it. Think of Tottenham. I mean, what youngsters have come through the Tottenham system? Gareth Bale. That still play there. Yes, technically he came through what Southampton. I yeah. think so. I know Harry yeah. Kane. Maybe Harry Kane was in Arsenal's youth system. Then he went to Tottenham's. Yeah. Then he went to Tottenham. But I mean, Hugo Lloris, no, no. Romero, no. Eric Dyer, maybe. Eric Dyer, yeah. Emerson Royale, no. I mean, Harry Winks at one point. He's in um, Italy Skip. right now, so. Skip was from Skip, the maybe. system. So, I mean, you look at that youth system, man. There's not a lot there. Mm-mm. Yeah, so that I, could, maybe, that could maybe be that's an, part of the problem, too. That could be an issue. Yeah, I just... Yeah, they, they remind me a lot of Arsenal back at the end of the Arsene Wenger era where they would sell their best players after having them for a while because they wouldn't win anything. And fourth place was a trophy. Well, that's all Tottenham get. And they laughed at us. Well, and that's similar to Tottenham. I mean, they got a new stadium. That's what Arsenal had to do because they had just built a new stadium. They didn't have the money. Yeah. But at the same time, they just got their new stadium. What? Two years ago. Takes more than two years to pay off a stadium. (laughs) Well, what I'm trying to say is we're talking about their best years being long before they built the stadium or even had the plans. And they still didn't win anything. No, and you know, I don't I where where I get confused with Tottenham is I see the coaches that go there, you know. Specifically I remember Nuno when he went to Tottenham. I was thinking, man, I think he might do really good. Mm-hmm. Like I was a little afraid, you know, being an Arsenal fan, I was afraid he's gonna do really well with them. But Tottenham is a place where managers just go to struggle. Yeah, I mean, mean, Mourinho was there for, what, one and a half seasons? Yeah. Conte's been there two seasons. Before that, Pochettino was there three, four, five, six, five years. Harry Redknapp was there one, two, three, four years. No one's been there long enough to really make a difference to that squad and make it how they want. Well, I would say Pochettino did, and then, you know, he left there, and I think maybe his resume, he said, I took this team to a Champions League final. I can go get a job somewhere else. At PSG? Yeah. And he did. Um, I, I just, for me, it's more of the, the the one person they did give the time to, he left on mutual consent. Like, it was a mutual agreement that he left, so he got fired essentially. But because he'd been there for five years, they let him go with his, you know, head held high. I just, for me, it's more of the, they don't give coaches the time or more importantly, the resources needed to be able to rebuild the squad the way that those great coaches know how. So again, it's down to Daniel Levy. Yeah. I mean, Antonio Conte, man, he's a serial winner wherever he goes. 
did it at Chelsea. Yeah. Same with Jose Mourinho. Saw. And yeah, he struggles at Tottenham. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would say they're doing well. They're in fourth place. They're in a Champions League spot. If he gets them in a Champions League football next year, I would count that as a great success for him personally. Yeah, I would agree. But I, I mean, is he even going to make it to the end of the season? I think he'll make it to the end of the season. I mean, there are 10 games left. I don't know. I don't know if he I, – I think he doesn't get fired. I think he quits. Oh, I think he'll leave at the end of the season, yes. But I don't – at the way, at the rate that he's going with his pe- press conferences, I don't think – I don't know if I think he's going to make it to the end of the season. I hope he does, man, because I love him. Like what he said about Richarlison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a team of a bunch of egos with nothing to back it up. Yes, I get it. They have to win something. It's just no resources to be able to do it. It's embarrassing, too, like how they went out of the FA Cup, Sheffield. I mean, that's not a team they should be losing to. Yeah, I mean, they lost to a piss-poor AC Milan squad. Like, and then, I'll be honest with you, those cha- those two Champions League ties were probably two of the most boring ties I've ever watched in my entire life. Well, the second one, they didn't even care, man. Yeah. Like, Tottenham didn't care. They didn't look like a team that was down a goal. Yeah. So, I, is it the players at this point? Are they just content with not winning things? Is there no drive, no passion? And that, I was going to ask thing? you that. Do you think maybe bringing a coach in that maybe has some tie to Tottenham, like was a former player, someone who, who you gonna, really cared about the club? Could, who are you going to get? A Jermaine Genus, a Ledley King. They are not coaches. They're pundits. Robbie Keane? You, is he a manager yet? Yeah. I think he's at Ireland, yeah. Irish okay. national team. Maybe. Do you get Pochettino back? I I don't think that's a good idea, but it would make sense for some weird reason. He's unemployed. I don't know, man. I again, I think it starts at the top. I think as you said it, as long as Daniel Levy's there, having his influence over the club, I think his influence seeps down to the coach, to the players, to the fans, and it's. Like it's hostile, it almost seems like. Yeah. Yeah, I I just feel bad for the coaches that go there because they want to do well. You can see that. And they have moments. Of brilliance, yeah. But a lot of moments of shock and consistent. Awe. There's no yeah. consistency there. So what do you guys think? Let us know. Yeah, I'd be curious to hear what you guys base? think. Is there something else that we're not even talking about that we forgot or didn't mention? Let us know. What's going on with Tom? What is going on? Let us know on our Facebook group. Get in on the chats there. On our Instagram, TikTok, at Bruise and Banter FC. YouTube, like, subscribe. Hit the bell notification. We want to see you guys on there. Let us know. Leave some comments. Check out our Redbubble. Get the merch. Help us keep doing this. We love doing this. That's fun for us. We get to, I get to sit here and chat football and have a drink with my best friend. So it's always fun. <laughs> All day, every day, my friend. That's Until right. then, we love you guys. Cheers. Cheers.